Hello, and welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. And today I have a guest with me, a band director. She teaches concert bands, jazz bands, percussion ensemble and guitar, uh, 9th through 12th level currently. And her name is Kat Barrett. So Kat, would you, first of all, welcome and thanks for being part of Band Director Bootcamp. I want to invite you to introduce yourself to our listeners today. Give us a little background about who you are. Yeah, um, my name is Kat. I teach high school um, over in Eastern Washington. Um, I we teach a lot. We have a lot going on. We have jazz band and percussion and, and concert bands, of course. And we also do um, competitive marching band as well as winter percussion and winter guard and pep band and the list goes on, um, which I really love a lot. I'm in my fifth year of teaching and this is my second year in a high school setting. I was in middle school for a few years and really enjoyed that. Um, really happy to be teaching high school right now. Awesome. What inspired you? to be a band director? A few things inspired me. Um, most of my family are teachers. My sister is a seventh grade social studies and language arts teacher. My mom has a teaching degree. My aunt is a principal. My grandma um, worked for the Gates Foundation to bring uh, technology into schools. My whole upbringing has been very focused around teaching and it's something that I really love. Um, when I was in high school, I had a band director, um, Jim Kovac at Wenatchee. He student taught with my dad. Oh, really? Oh, that's uh, what a small world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, he was a huge inspiration for me. I had an incredible time at Wenatchee, being in the band program there, and I realized that. I loved it so much and I was just so happy there and was so like, I felt so connected to the people around me. I loved the music. I loved the community that that is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And so, yeah. And then I went to Western for music education and um, Dr. Bourne was a huge inspiration to me as well. And just keeping going and working hard through all of the classes and everything. And ultimately high school has always been kind of my dream job. And I did not expect to be at the dream job at 28, but here I am. And I feel really lucky to be here. And, and y'all, this is a podcast, so you can't see her, but she's still smiling and we're almost into June. So, wow. <laughs> so on this podcast, we like to provide productivity or wellness tips for our listeners because we know what it's like. Uh, you've experienced firsthand, you know, what it's like to do all the things and now to also be a mother. And so um, you're as you're on here today, um, tell us about some things that you've done. Uh, you had several different things that you shared with me that help you be more productive. Yeah. So I have a six month old baby right now. He is a sweet little ball of sunshine, thankfully. And so what that meant was, is that I was well into my third trimester during the fall season and during marching band, 
So, um, back in my, back at that point in my life, I was just physically exhausted all the time. So I just gave myself some physical grace and I bought myself an electric scooter and I rode it everywhere. I rode it at band competitions. I rode it at the lilac parade last year. Um, I rode it to football games everywhere and just, you know what? I was the pregnant lady on a scooter and that's okay with me because it meant that putting all of my physical energy into other things could be prioritized and that I didn't have to, you know, walk all over the place. I could just be where I needed to be and then put my energy where it needed to be. So more stamina to do the other work. Yeah. And I don't know why I haven't seen more pregnant women running marching bands on, (laughs) on scooters. There's gotta be some memes out there you can make or something. Oh, really? Yeah. And then you shared, I hope we can talk about it, but like you said, like pumping time is not work time. Yeah. So I'm really lucky that I have, I suppose I consider it lucky. My schedules, I actually have two free periods during the day because I teach a zero hour. I have first period that's non-contracted for me. And then my second period is prep. So it does make it possible that I can work during first period and then pump during second. Um, that's a boundary that I'm okay with. Uh, if, you know, if you have a non-contracted hour and that boundary doesn't work for you to work during that hour, like don't work during that hour. Um, but yeah, when I'm pumping, um, that kind of 30 minute process, I have made the commitment to not work during those 30 minutes. Um, I noticed that my stress level went up, which really affects you when you're pumping. Um, if I'm trying to do work while I'm pumping, I might get stressed about like, Oh, I needed to do that thing, but it was outside my office. And I can't get to that right now because I'm stuck in here and, um, making that commitment to just be, I'm just going to be here. I'm going to be productive in this one way. And I don't need to be productive in any other way for those 30 minutes. That's okay. I think when you're making like the thing that's keeping a human, another human alive, that's pretty productive. I don't think you need to multitask to qualify for being productive. Absolutely. And you are also talking about something that's really good for you, your mental health and just your camaraderie um, or your, your work with your uh, other music staff and how, how the support for one another. Tell us about that. Yeah, I found a lot of comfort and grace in going through everything I'm going through alongside other music teachers. We have a really tight group at my school. Um, There's a choir teacher, an orchestra teacher, and a theater and dance teacher, and we're all really close and we all collaborate a lot. And, you know, if I get to the end of the day and I'm really frustrated and angry and exhausted, I can go in and sit on the couch in my choir teacher's um, office and just hang out with her for a few minutes. And that's helped me feel a lot better about what I'm doing. And, and, you know, they're also great like backboards for bouncing ideas off of like, what do you think? Do you think this will work? Do you think this will work? Um, the orchestra director and I share a lot of kids because we do a full symphony. And so I have the opportunity to kind of work with him when we're working with individual kids. It's, it's really, really wonderful when you have a community of people who understand you and what you do around you. Um, my last job, I was really isolated and I was the only music teacher in my school. And I really found a lot of comfort in just 
being with music teachers in my district and other schools. So, you know, if you're the only music teacher in your school, it doesn't necessarily mean you can't find camaraderie. You might just have to go a little further to find it. And it is out there. And, you know, everybody wants somebody who understands what their job is. And especially music teachers, I feel like we just want to be understood. We just want to be heard. We just want to be seen. And finding those other music teachers you can reach out to has been really impactful for me. Well, you just said all, yeah. All of that, the that camaraderie with other teachers is just such a, a necessity. Like, yeah, that person who you can go in and you can just close the door and just vent or not, just yeah. be quiet. Yeah, all of it. So too often we bottle it up inside and we carry the stress or we figure we're supposed to solve everybody else's problems. So I don't need to lean on anybody else, but it's good to have those people. Welcome Band Director Bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual bootcamp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tuned systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So, as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. What do you think... Um, if You've said, you've said you've set some good boundaries and I want to, I want you to talk a little bit about uh, what was your thing, you're, something you're working on with your students about teaching them some problem solving skills because of how that's impacted your productivity and what the results of doing that has been. Yeah, there's a couple different things there. One thing that we're working with as a student body and myself too is, um, is problem solving on their own before they come to me for solutions. It's the idea that I could walk from the back of my classroom to the front of my classroom without being stopped every two feet by students being like, hey, I need this. Hey, I need this. Hey, I lost my music. Ah, You know, and working with them and saying, you know, see if you can find one solution on your own and try it. If it doesn't work, find a friend and ask for a solution. If they don't have a solution or their solution doesn't work, then go ahead and, and ask me and, you know, giving them a couple of steps before they come and talk to me. It means that I have more time to do what I need to do, which is teach. And they're learning their problem solving skills on saying like, you know what, I see that I have a problem here. I have a question. I think I can solve this on my own and and help with that independent thinking and, and problem solving. Yeah. And, and um, that's such an important life skill. But man, it does seem like I, I teach middle school now after 30 some years of high school. And I I guess it's not just my school then where it feels like they're all, you know, all in my face. Can I do this? Can I do that? And I've some of my earlier guests on this were talking about routines and systems they have set up for middle school classrooms specifically, because it's different than high school. And um, I'm learning so much because next year there will be a lot more procedural things where students yeah, can go find the things that they're, because I'm learning, what are they always asking me? How can I prevent this next year? So um, being intentional about that obviously is paying off to you too, because now are they taking more ownership? 
Yeah, it's starting to work. I will say that one of the things that I did was, <laughs> I wish I didn't have to. My percussionists are always losing their music. You're the only person where that's ever happened. No <laughs> other listener can relate to that. I told you to be relatable to the listener. How oh my gosh. <laughs> my percussionists, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I wish I understood why it always is my percussionist. Like sure, other kids, other wind kids lose their music but it's always my percussionist. And, you know, this, this semester for this, or for this concert series, I finally said, you know what, I'm going to solve the problem in advance. I made three copies of every single percussion part (laughs) and I put them on a stack and I put them in my office. And so, you know, those kinds of things come up and, um, they now know that if they lose it, you know, they kind of, it's a little bit of like, you know, a, a guilt walk there because everybody can see that they're walking into my office because they lost their music, but at least it's not a problem that I have to solve right then and now where I'm flipping through or I'm handing them an original saying, give this back to me at the end of class. Like, uh, I'd much rather them just, I'll just have the resource there. And if they have the problem, they can grab music. And luckily I haven't had any kids like abuse that and just not keep track of their music. It's been pretty honest, you know, losing music or misplaced it or left it at home or whatever. But, um, that's something that actually has made my percussion ensemble class so much more efficient. Yeah. And yeah, cause it's not disruptive to the whole class when you have to stop and do something. So I had one year now, like I said, I've taught 35 years now and this one year and only one year, I had a whole group of percussionists in my honors wind ensemble class. They got binders and alphabetized their music. I'm like, they're not normal percussionists. I know maybe the oboe player. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Percussion. And it's never, it was the class of 2016. I mean, I just stood out in my head so much because, well, maybe that's because my youngest daughter was a senior and she was pretty bossy and she was in the percussion section. Maybe that's why (laughs) probably just took over in the back. All right. Um, so, uh, before we, uh, wrap this conversation up, I am in awe of you with all of the responsibilities you have as a teacher and being a new mom and starting your career a year and a half before the pandemic hit so that you have gone through a multiple schools, multiple teaching scenarios in this short period of time, had a major life change called a baby, all the things. And here you are smiling and, and sharing your absolute passion. I can see it and sense it with you that that you really love what you do. So um, as I ask all my guests at the end of the thing, passing the baton, what bit of wisdom can you give to our very newest teachers or maybe our pre-service teachers so that in five years, they're feeling like you are? Yeah. Um, is it okay if I give two? Mm-hmm. Okay. Extra think, credit. Yeah. Extra credit <laughs> for, for my kids. We call those brownie points. Um, so I think the first thing is, um, that there's almost never a time where you can't take an extra couple of seconds to make the decision. We go through school all day making decision after decision after decision and trying to make an effective rehearsal, making those decisions quickly. What measure are we going to start on? What chunk are we going to take? Who do I need to focus on right now? And when when you do that, you get so wrapped up in the speed of it that sometimes you lose track of what decisions you're even making. And I think, you know, unless there's a fire in the building, like unless it's an absolute emergency, it's okay to take the extra few seconds to think through your decision before you make it to say, Hmm, I'm going to think about what I just heard. 
And then I'm going to decide what measure we're going to go to. I don't always have to be so on the ball. Okay. We're starting here. We're starting here. We're starting here. Um, oftentimes that makes for a more efficient rehearsal because you're really thinking through the decisions you're making. Um, the other thing, which is more of like a, a life, life piece of advice, life baton, if you will, um, is the idea that we're always told like give 110%. Um, I would counter that with the idea that there's only a hundred percent of you and you have to decide how that percentage is going to get spent. And some days I'm 50% band director and 50% wife and mom. And some days I'm 90% mom and wife and 10% band director. And there are some days where I have to be a hundred percent band director. And my husband has got to take care of what's going on at home. Um, but knowing, you know, you only have this much, you only have 24 hours a day. How are you going to spend that? You can't spend more than 24 hours. If you really need eight of those hours to be sleep, then that's it. And those eight hours are sleep and that's okay. Um, finding ways to put the productivity where it needs to happen and not always feel like if you're not doing anything right that second, you're not being productive. And that's hard to do in this culture where we equate productivity with personal everything, right? And, and the like, but um, yeah, really good insight from you. And I'm really grateful for all that you've brought to the discussion today. And I hope that folks out there can take away, you know, some of your wisdom and, uh, uh, and maybe lighten their load just a little bit. So I really wanna thank you, Kat Barrett, for being our guest today on this edition of Band Director Bootcamp. And thank you to all you listeners who are making a difference in kids' lives through the magic of music education. The work you do matters, and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of productivity and wellness tips to make your life a little easier. <laughs>